Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. Pretty well. Yeah, uh, I was ready there. I was, I was watching you. I know, I know. I'm getting, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm, I'm shit at this generally. I'm not paying attention, but um, I do like to surprise you, so that's yeah. that's good. So surprise the guest. Surprise the guest. No, oh, he he he's sitting here. And he knew I was going to. You're record. not going to take, take your gear off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Daz, how are you, mate? Yeah. <laughs> good boys, what's going on? Not a lot. So before we get started, I would actually know, like to know how to actually pronounce your your username Daz B Daz B Somehow Daz B B Daz B Greg Foss struggles with it too he talks uh introduces me from time to time he, he says Bayer but it's, you know just Daz B Daz B nice and bogan that's awesome I had a bit of a dig at Foss actually I don't, I don't think I tagged him but it was me it was aimed at him I was um that's a bit cowardly I, I just forgot, and then I was like, well, you can't, I just forgot, and then you can't edit it, and you and if you delete it, you're an idiot, so I was like, oh, okay, let it just slide, but I, um, you know, he always comes out with, it's just math, so I was like, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, uh, just, it's just maths, and that's just English. Yeah, yeah, did, did he not, <laughs> no, re- no, there's nothing, nothing, but send, send him that one, um, mate, you're a, slippery, you're a slippery customer, we've been trying to get you on, oh, yeah, we've been trying to get you on here for a while. So it will actually. Oh, the, you know, got to pencil you boys in, you know. It's, uh, you got, got priorities or anything. No, it's boy. just been a busy, crazy couple of months, boys. So that's um, good. I mean, to I be fair, it was, it, yeah, leading right up to Christmas. So that was that was pretty tricky. But initially, it actually initially started with our second. So we've done 20 something now. Um, and it was actually the second one with uh, Princey who said, you need to get Daz on. Um, oh, yeah. So. Um, yeah, so was finally we got round to it, mate. So thank you very much for coming on. Thanks uh, for having me. Pleasure. Maybe we should also talk about um, the photographs that were you sent us prior to um, <laughs> coming on. <laughs> Can we talk about that? <laughs> sure. Yeah. They, they were good, actually. We'll not, we'll not publish them, Daz, but um, yeah. What were they? Well, was you're wearing a... Was it Star Wars or something? Some sort of... Um... No, this is a very high time preference. Uh, Udi. There's these new things, <laughs> new things out at the moment. Oh, an Udi. Is that so an Udi? Yeah, it's an Udi. It's an oversized poncho kind of thing. And because I had uh, coronavirus, <laughs> I was in I was in my caravan with the, uh, you know, dealing with a little fever. So I had that thing on and off about 30 times. But it's a oversized woolen lined hoodie basically like a big poncho and it's got seinfeld shit all over it so oh it was, seinfeld uh, that's right do you yeah. know what i like about that too it wasn't you didn't send us just one picture <laughs> she sent us a whole catalog of different poses it was great it was yeah. like it was auditioning yeah. for a show <laughs> you were lucky i didn't do the normal george costanza pose i was going to strip down with the jocks and just sprawl out in the bed but i had no one to take the photo so oh no oh, brilliant man. awesome that was really funny um okay man have you got a beer are we good to go? I should do. Right, good lad. Um, why did you need a hoodie up in far and you know Northern Queensland? Because like, I was Liz- feverish. You got the no, so we go, <laughs> we yeah. go, we go camping a fair bit up uh, the the tablelands up up here, and it gets cold through winter. So the little caravan, a carriage here, where I'm sitting in. So caravan, a <laughs> carriage. That's a Star Wars <laughs> reference. <laughs> it gets uh, it gets pretty cold up there, so you know. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Got to keep right. But mind you, 12 degrees <laughs> for me is freezing. So if it's 12 degrees, that thing's getting on. Yeah, wow. I haven't, oh, actually, I've got a... So I... Uh, when I was a 20-something-year-old, as I um, came over here as the backpacker, um, before I lived here, CD and um, kind of went all around the country, but I actually travelled between um, between uh, Darwin and Cairns in the, the oldest car. They actually had to be hot-wired to start, right? Between Darwin and Cairns, hot-wired to start. It was the stupidest thing. Two girls and me, no, no, no mechanical knowledge whatsoever between the three of us. And that car is still parked in a street in Cairns somewhere because we left it. <laughs> so it's, that was 20 years ago, man. It's probably oh, still man. there. Evelyn, we called the car. I don't even know what kind of car it was. It's sort of goldy brown. So if, you ever, if you've ever seen a car that looks like that kicking about, that's probably mine. <laughs> Where are those girls now? I have no idea. I have no idea. England, probably. I think oh, they're, wow. they're English. Wow. And the only other funny story I have from that is, um, you know the crocodile? You'll be old enough to remember Crocodile Dundee, are you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so I can see some greys in his beard. He's good. <laughs> yeah, there's some dust in there, for sure. So the original one, the pub was what was it? The Walkabout Creek. Yeah, the, I think that was it. Yeah. The Walkabout Creek is in a town, is in this little town called McKinley, which is sort of past Mount Isa somewhere, but it's quite a big detour. And we went there, and it was a it was a wild outback Australian pub, and there was two guys drinking at the bar, and um, they were having a fight over whose car was whose. And when we went out to the um, car park, one of them was in a Ute and one was in a sedan. <laughs> they were so drunk we didn't know which one was brilliant. Uh, yeah, anyway, so uh, we digress. We digress. Cheers, Dad. Um, wait, where do you want to start? You've um, you. you hit the ground running. Yeah, well, let's yeah, go there. Well, like, so so you're, you've, when did you first kind of start stacking? I'm, I'm a latecomer, so... I'm oh, talking I'm a latecomer. Probably March 2020. Oh, that, that was Feb, so yeah, nice. And you've yeah, done maybe, a fuckload more than me, so <laughs> holy shit! Well, I'm, I'm a bit right autistic. I'm a bit autistic, so it's uh, one of those things where I've got an addictive personality. So it's uh, I think we all are, mate. Don't been, worry about it. Yeah, that's right. So it's uh, it's just consuming me, to be honest. And uh, yeah, yeah, I spend uh, most of my waking time. <laughs> and how does uh, the wife? Uh, how's the wife take it? She's coming around. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I say. Oh mate, you've done well in two. You've done well in two years then. Um, yeah, she's she's coming around. She's uh, I could call her a bitcoiner. She's not probably, she's not down the rabbit hole yet, but she's she's definitely did she do, over the edge. Did she do the thing that my wife does and look like when you try to talk to her about it? Um, she just goes, Brendan. Oh, oh well, hang on, Brendan. Wait, yes, Brendo. <laughs> So we just, can I just can I say this? But just before we came on, Daz, we were having a conversation about whether we should set up a lightning wallet for a dog's wallet, um, and then yeah, gonna, cool. And then what we're going to do is I don't actually know. We'll, no. some, we'll build it up over the course of the year, and then we'll donate it yep. to something worthwhile yep. at the end of the year. I reckon that's a great idea. Um, yeah. So you've just cost yourself a couple of stats there. Yeah, yes, yeah, so, yeah. So Brendo docks himself to Brendan. Oh no! <laughs> well, I would have never have made that connection. <laughs> but what I was going to say is that my wife just goes, "I trust you." You know, what I mean? like she's not interested, but she's interested yeah, enough. Yeah. If we're in a in a sort of party setting or with friends over, she can actually chime in now and say, and say things. And I'm, I'm Ooh, so good. yeah, I'm so proud, proud of her yeah. for doing it. But then when I get a bit, you know, oh, oh she's just like, "Just do what you do." <laughs> yeah, it's enough now. Let's just talk about normal stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, as I said, a little bit autistic. So I've got spreadsheets 
everywhere with stuff coming in. So at one point, I, you know, when, when that raging bull market was so this time last year, I was going through, I was just screenshotting our personal net worth yeah. <laughs> and, and sending that to her. So oh, it was cool. around that time then when she went, okay, you're cool. Like, <laughs> can I ask, did you stop screenshotting that? <laughs> no, <where? laughs> no, I haven't done recently. But, it's not uh, done one the last quarter. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Um, so let's go back, Daz. Let's go back. Well, no, we'll get into the writing and we'll get into maybe what you're doing now after that. Mm -hmm. But can we go back to before your 2020? Like, what was the first, what was the touch, what was the touch point that brought you in, mate? Yeah, so we, um, a couple of guys at work were probably trading. I can't remember if it was 2015 or 2017. All I remember was I had no money because I was an apprentice. So I did a, an apprenticeship quite late. So the, uh, you know, that period in my life, 10, so 10 years ago was, yeah, well, it probably would have been maybe eight, I reckon. So we're probably thinking, anyway, it was early. So these guys were trading a bit of Bitcoin, trading a bit of crypto, um, probably first touch point, but, I just brushed it as being a complete scam and a waste of money. And, uh, these guys were gonna, we're gonna get wrecked. So, uh, before I knew what that word meant. Um, so that was probably the first touch point. And then again, probably 2017 ball mark. Definitely. There was some, some guys floating around, um, doing a bit of stuff as well. And again, come across my radar, dismissed it. And it wasn't really until I started digging down the value investing rabbit hole. So that was my journey into it. So, um, started you know good wage started putting a bit of good coin together kids you know gone through the early stages of new new childbirth so you know when you don't down a one wage and so forth so you know sort of hit that turning point where i was able to put a bit of money away and then i was like okay now what do i do with this you know and yep. um i just completely consumed down the value investing rabbit hole preston and um, or who, preston who, yeah yeah so got 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 onto preston uh, and then was basically going right back through their back catalog of all their pods. So I started from pod one and, you know, listened to most all the way through. And then I think it was his 2015, maybe first touch 2017 or 2015 when they started, I think 2017. Um, so it was just funny that it aligned and, you know, one of those sayings where everyone finds Bitcoin at the, 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 the time that they uh, deserve or the time that they need. So it was around probably the flip when coronavirus all started really ramping up that I hit sort of hit the 2017 pods, right? And um, could hear him starting to have those conversations and could hear his penny start to drop. And then <laughs> oh, I, was, right, I just sorry. went along so with the ride. We're, we're talking we're talking March 2020, but you went back to like 16, 17 pods and worked through the, the, yeah. the investors podcast stuff. Is that, sorry. Yeah, so, so it was probably January, I reckon, when I was starting to get through some of that content where they're hitting the mm. 2017 bull market, yeah? Yeah. And um, and you could hear Preston go from, uh -huh. we got to talk about this because it's on everyone's radar to, huh, there's, some, there's something here. Yeah, you know what well. I mean? And then uh, I guess when it tweaked my interest, I probably jumped forward then and started just hitting like, this sounds really interesting and... um. And then it consumed me. And then it was probably, I think it was March by the time I bought my first, um, you know, it coincided with the drop. Oh, and, and that's probably the biggest catalyst too, right? Was um, I've, I've said this on a couple of pods that I've been on now is um, I had all these spreadsheets um, feeding in price data from stock valuation. So I read 
heap of books on stock valuation and um preston's is a great one by the way if anyone's interested in how do you actually value a stock there's one he wrote called the warren buffett accounting book highly recommend going through that if you're interested in stock investing how do you actually know what you're paying for um so i used that formula to look at book value and to try and you know assess these stocks as to uh what's a what's a decent price to pay what's the intrinsic value of stocks so i had all that in a massive spreadsheet with the ASX 200 at least, and I had a few more in there, and auto price feeds in. And then we had that March 2020 drop. And then, you know, there was only like two or three stocks that come up as being fair value before that. Yep. And then the March 2020 price drop, we had like a 40 to 50% drop in the stock market. And there was probably five more mm. out of that whole universe of stocks. And I'm going, what the fuck is going on? There is something seriously wrong with what I'm doing. And that's where I sort of started digging down the macro. Um, sort of, you know, I was, look, I was listening to this Bitcoin stuff and then I uh, had a Real Vision subscription. I was listening to the Real Vision um, daily briefings, which were really powerful at the beginning. They've gone a bit wayward lately, but, yeah. um, you know, that's that, just that, threw up in his mouth a little bit, I think. Yeah, well, I, the same with me. They've completely, I, was, I, I can't even. You know that point when your dad says, "Yeah, I'm not. Um, I, I'm not angry. I'm, I'm not just angry. Disapp- I'm, I'm just not dis- angry. I'm just disappointed. That's how I feel about Raul. I'm not angry. I'm Me not too. Angry. I'm just well, I'm. I'm a bit angry, but I'm. <laughs> but I'm just disappointed. I'm more disappointed. I uh, I echo those sentiment, hundred percent because he he disappoints me every every time he he tweets out. You know, and I think he understands he understands the fundamentals. And this is the difference between Raul Raul Powell with Real Vision. He's a trader, and he's just after the next trade after fiat the game, next fiat quick games. buck fiat gains exactly and and you know we're bitcoiners like without sounding corny we're trying to change the world with you know our money that works you know yeah. and uh, i just don't think he cares yeah i i do yeah. i always I, there was something nagging at me when i was watching because i really have to admit i enjoyed it to begin with like finally a guy from the old world is coming across i was like this is good um but then i'm sort of sitting there He's talking. So he's talking about himself as one of the guys as he's sitting in his house in the Caymans with a bar bigger than you know my house. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Sam, there's a disconnect here. What is it? What is it? Staring you in the face, you know, staring you in the face. He's not one of the guys. He's 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 a guy who's been successful in fiat gains. Um, and you know whatever he can do what he does, but it's not good. It's not. It's of no interest to me now. Mm. Yeah, I'm the same. So I, I was actually a Real Vision subscriber. I was uh, on, on one of the tiers anyway, and I used to absorb a lot of it. But, you know, the whole crypto thing that they've gone down, it's just totally turned me off. So I don't I, I don't subscribe to that anymore. I'd rather stack sats. I think, I think it'll yeah. do better for me in the long run than listen to most of that. And, yeah, I mean, I do still tune in. This is the, the other difference I've sort of come to realize as well. There's a lot of even the daily briefing now what they talk about. It's a, it's a lot of high time preference. They're talking about the next trade. They're talking about what's affecting things right now in a trade you would have put on today and get out of tomorrow, you know, and I just mm-hmm. don't have the time or inclination to bother with that shit anymore. It's, it's more about the long, the long game. Um, don't get me wrong. I still look at stocks and I still look at various investment opportunities, but you know, most, most of the time I'm looking at, you know, where your, um, what's that, what's that uh, terminology they like to use? It's your, um, dollar, uh, your opportunity cost. And for me, I just keep coming back to Bitcoin. I know yeah. I look at stocks, they're overvalued. You look at bonds, they're yielding nothing. You look yeah. at cash, it's going backwards due to inflation. So it's like, what the fuck do I do with this excess 
money I'm able, I'm very lucky. I'm able to generate above my, my, um, you know, outgoings, but where do I park that? Yeah. And every time you just come back to Bitcoin. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, we have, in order just to give myself a little bit more time and headspace, I've just kind of gone to thinking of unless something has got at least 50% Bitcoin on their balance sheet as a corporation, I'm not I'm not even going to look. I'm not even going to look because because I know I'm going to come to that conclusion now. I'm going to, it's 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 the opportunity cost of the Bitcoin. Um mm. so if they've if they've got 50% of Bitcoin on their balance sheet, may, maybe that's of interest. Maybe there's maybe there's a hedge there of some description and in the future I think corporations are going to become very interesting again, you know, 10 years from now and that's going to be, you know Bitcoin is going to become very boring at that point. You know, boring at 10 million a coin, but mm. um <laughs> but but it'll be 10 million a coin Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday as well, you know. So and at that point you go looking for other things that are of interest to maybe Ooh. Who was saying a billion a coin? Was that fidelity? Fidelity. 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 <laughs> yeah, a billion dollars a coin in a hundred years or something. I don't know. Crazy. But uh, the fact I'm that in, fidelity. I'm in for that. Yeah. Yeah, fidelity. <laughs> 11.1 trillion under management. <laughs> they're, they're doing something right. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. They're conning people well. Um, yeah, sorry, mate. So, um, I, well, uh, first of all, before we blow too much smoke up Preston's arse, do you listen to anything other than a Wednesday now or do you just listen to a Wednesday? Mostly Wednesday. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, the other the other stuff has lost its appeal. If I'm the VP, yeah, to be honest, it's funny, yeah. isn't it? it? Drops off. So mm. I've just worked out um, before we started recording. I looked at you and I'm like, man, you're like familiar, and I think it's because you look like me, you handsome son of a bitch. Sorry, man. Well, we can't we can't do much about that. Um, the uh... <laughs> What was it? You fit me off now. Oh, right, whatever. <laughs> Are you putting your Ethereum hat on again? No, it's it's Volcom. Well, I, I have a Volcom hat, and every time hats is like, it's fucking it Ethereum. It does look like Ethereum. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. I saw it. Did you see that meme? Uh, I, it was the first time I saw it. I think you guys might have even might have even uh, shared it or tagged something. It was like an empty wallet <laughs> on, oh, on its yeah. side. Pointed out, and it, that, that's the Ethereum logo. It's such a classic. <laughs> it's per, it's perfect. Whoever came up with that is so good. Oh, the meme, the yeah. power, the power, and the meme is wonderful. Oh yeah. That's can we talk about um as, as much as you're happy to share, like your actual fiat life, like in terms, what do you sure. do for? Can you talk about what you do for work? Because you've got quite a broad. When we get to the writing, um, I can see where some of it's come from from your work, but there's a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm like, that has got to be a lot of that's self taught. I'm thinking. He's already told Princey by the sounds of it, so yeah, uh... that's alright. <laughs> yeah, right. but you know, Princey's over there. We we need it. We need a back in Oz here. He's over uh, Yeah, he's so I've got. I'm a Sparky by trade, and I've got an uh, engineering degree. So I'm not an engineer, but I've got a, deg- a science degree in engineering, bachelor degree in engineering. So it's like three quarters of an engineer. Uh, I spent seven and a half years studying that, and uh, decided it's one of those things. I did like a back of the you know napkin calculation on if i was to finish doing an engineering degree where would that end up and i've got quite a good job and i've got an opportunity to you know get rewarded for output so it was one of those conscious decisions where if i think if i finish my engineering degree i'd actually end up on less fiat uh through my day job so i decided to just stay here but i've got a background in sales marketing i've got a pretty diverse sort of I floated around a lot. Um, working salary jobs sucks sucks ass, basically. Mm. Um, I worked a lot of salary jobs until I'm in the job that I'm in now where, you know, it's one of those sort of capitalist 
um, socialist sort of things. If you want to look at it that way, where they're getting too po uh, political, it's um, you know, as soon as you're rewarded for output, you tend to up your output, right? Mm -hmm. So incentives, uh, you know, incentives. A, a very background, very big. Yeah. Okay. So um, so when so the writing didn't start until about um maybe may or june of 21 is that true like in terms of your medium stuff um yeah so there yeah, was so there's a, so there's a year right. of yeah. so what i'm trying to work out is you're you're in at 20 you've been consuming consuming a bit you've you've actually sat and probably just you know as the as the as, as the autistics do they've just consumed 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 massive quantity quantities in a night and probably, yeah. probably in a year you probably sat for a year without speaking is that and then you're pretty like, much oh, and, and then you're like, uh read to talk now podcasts youtube mm -hmm. yeah pretty pretty much it was one of those things it just happened i don't i didn't actually plan on gee i'd really like to start writing it was uh we started to spew um i was a member of a crypto group actually so i was still shit coining um when i like not to a degree i was um basically always like 80 percent bitcoin you know 10% Ethereum and, you know, 5% shitcoin kind of thing and just float around the side. So uh, at that point in, in, my, in my life, and then I, when Bitcoin started to tank through, I was looking to trade. I was actually uh, looking at trading shitcoins mainly. So I was teaching myself how to trade and was looking at chart patterns and candlestick patterns and all that sort of stuff. And then, uh, I don't know, it was just one of those things where Bitcoin started spewing and then I just knew that's where I needed to be. It was kind of just this, this light clicked and it's like, I need to get rid of all these shit coins because they were tanking harder than anything else. But I, I mean, I wasn't that exposed, but I don't know. It was that point. I needed that in my life for me to realize that Bitcoin is the king. And that's where, you know, I want to preserve my wealth with everything else that was going on bitcoin was the thing and i was just sort of i don't know what it was i, I still can't even you know thinking about it, i've never even really thought about what inspired me to write that first article but it was kind of like i wanted to share it with this crypto group that i was in to say don't be spooked out of your bags this is an institutional shakeout so it was um pretty close to the real vision crypto gathering right they held that event every yep. year or so and then uh they had all these hedge fund managers and all these institutional investors and all that basically saying people, the institutions are here. They've been waiting to change their corporate gov their, their governance models there, you know, to allow them to basically hold crypto assets. And it basically just rang so true to me when I started looking at resistance levels on trading and where those order blocks are where you get a lot of consolidation on price about people scooping up coins and then started looking at a lot of on-chain metrics and all this sort of stuff and it was just so clear to me that that was an institutional shakeout every single resistance level was sold and they just flushed out leverage and i just started piecing all that together and i said oh my fucking god i just need to write this down mm -hmm. and share it and it was more of a motivation for like i got a lot of friends and family and you know there's a guy a lot of guys at work we've got disposable income we can make investment decisions so it was more about trying to get something down on paper just to say to everybody don't freak the fuck out because it is so evident that the institutions are here shaking you out and they want your bitcoin yeah mm. that, that's their, they've been doing it in traditional markets forever right so they're good exactly. at exactly they're good at it they, they're good they're they good know at exactly people out of their money and 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 
you add to that point is the fact that now they've got all, access to all this data. So, you know, all these order flows and all the on-chain metrics and they know it better than anyone. And they, and you know, they just programmatically do this shit now. Um, they don't even have to think about it. They just go, if you get, you know, X amount of leverage built up and it hits an X amount of level. And then we're at this consolidation level and we've got so much volume at that price point, just sell, you know? Yeah. And so what a lot of people don't understand is these institutions will buy a big bag of Bitcoin, but they want a bigger bag of Bitcoin. So they're quite willing to sacrifice that smaller bag of Bitcoin to, to start that sell off and make everything start to spew. And then the, the, the lot of thing, uh, a lot of the, you know, the main driver of these sell-offs, which people don't understand is how that leverage works and, and uh, all those, all those stops. So they can see that sitting in the order book saying we've got X amount of liquidity sitting at a various level. If we sell off and we make it hit that point, we're going to flush out all those short stops uh, or those, um, those uh, uh, losing the word I'm looking for, but um, they can flush out basically all those leverage longs basically so if you if you set your stop loss at a certain level that sits on the order book and they can basically it's just transparent you know and that's a great thing about the market but it's also you know this market is so transparent we've never had anything like it but, but those but, guys have been around you know for decades if yeah. not centuries doing exactly they know how to shake people out of their positions and for a for a newer person getting involved so it was one of those things where i thought I was going to say, for a newer person getting involved, um, the idea of setting a stop loss seems like a good idea. That seems like that seems like the conservative, sensible thing Correct. to do, right? And you're like, but all you're actually doing there is signaling your intention to pair somebody with way more, way more um, capital than you have, hmm. and they can they can stay solvent for longer than you can. Um, so absolutely. So, I mean, the best thing you can do is... So, absolutely not. This is something that these kind of massive institutions have been doing for years, no matter the asset. Sure. If, if, if it's liquid enough. Like, they'll not do it in something that's not liquid because something, it's hard. Yeah, quick. Right? But, um, if, right. yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. So, if... if, 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 if go on, Daz. I was just going to add to that, um, just for Brendo, that, um, you know, obviously this has... Leverage hasn't always been around either, but they they definitely use sell-offs and shakeouts like this in order to spook naive investors out of their position. So you know, if you went into a you know, say Bitcoin, you went and bought it at ninety thousand or eighty thousand dollars Australian, yeah. they just know the emotions of of people. So all they know is if you sell at sixty, they're going to get spooked out. They know that anyway, but now they've just got that additional data where you can look at the order book on the exchanges and you can see where all those levels are. You can see where all the orders are sitting for people to so buy can, or people to sell. So someone can, you've got stop losses on an exchange or whatever. Someone can come along and actually look at that order book. Yeah. Yeah. Publicly. Well, Robin, publicly. The Robin Hood model is, is, is <laughs> they don't actually, as far, correct me if I'm wrong, Daz, but I believe that you don't actually pay for trading to, to, to engage a trade on Robin Hood, but they are making their money from selling the order the order book to oh. the big guy, right? So is that not a breach of privacy? Well, it's it, it, it's to, no. I mean, it, it it's it's wrong, it's right? Wrong, but it's just how it's corrupt. just how it's been done. Is that what you're saying? It's how it's been done. So there's a really interesting oh, that's book. That's fucked. Uh, 
I haven't read it, but I get the premise of it as, and that, like you couple that with these high frequency traders. So the high frequency traders are the guys that buy that data off Robinhood and they will front run all those trades. So not only are they selling what's in the order book to see what's coming, they will actually go and front run that trade. So if you want to buy a stock and you say, I'm prepared to buy it at $10 and two cents, they will go and buy it and arbitrage off the exchanges for $10 and one cent and then sell it back to Robinhood at $10 and two and just shave that one cent off. And that shit is happening everywhere. So the the big competition for these guys is, believe it or not, how direct can you run a fiber from say the New York Stock Exchange to the Chicago Stock Exchange? And they're looking at, if I go over this mountain or around the mountain, if I can get nanoseconds off that trade, then they they confront run everyone else and it's just all data and it's all computerized and you know this is the big thing i guess if i can say one thing about trading trying to trade now it's you know okay shit coins you could have made you could have flipped them quick it's just like the casino and 2017 you had all these icos and if you got in early you could have you know 10 times or 100 times your money you, you the nine, new guys to the space have got to realize it's a different environment from 2017 to now those guys that these these you know high frequency traders you're going up against algo trading you're going up against computational power and you're going up against people who know how to take the money off you it is just not fucking worth the risk just stack bitcoin dca every day and ride it out over the over the long term that is the best advice and the only advice i give to anybody and i say just do not fucking trade crypto because you can't fucking beat them you need the, to have an edge. Yeah, people the le- do. All right? The leverage That's- is massive, and the leverage is a different different oh. scale. And also, I mean, I was listening to Willie Wu on a podcast not that long ago, and I think he's so he's he, clearly a smart guy, um, clearly a better trader than I'd ever be, um, but he said he has only consistently been making money um, since October twenty twenty, right? Mm. Um, because of you know he's learned a lot, and that's but my argument to that would be. October 2020, if you actually, and crypto market, not, you know, crypto market, because he's, well, he's in everything, but, um, uh, and he's, you know, he's a trader and he doesn't hide that, but um, if you couldn't make money in the crypto market between October 2020 and today, <laughs> I mean, my your blind grandmother could do that, right? So, I mean, yeah, so yeah. so there's a guy who has clear clear talent, no, no doubt about, about it, but even he um, only started consistently making money when the whole market went up, Right. On, on it, <laughs> and that's what he says. He's not like he's not somebody pointing at him. That's that's he's a, that's his self admission. Um, Absolutely. So if he if he can't do it, or you know that's what it takes for him to do it, the rest of us cannot do it. So what you're saying is, in summary, everything but Bitcoin is a scam. I mean, yeah. Giddy up. Even even <laughs> even Bitcoin as a trading vehicle is a scam. Yeah, yeah you can't yeah. trade Bitcoin. You no. can't trade it. Yeah, you, you can't beat these guys. I mean, they just they just know how to do it, and they've got the computer science geeks yeah. to sit there and look at all that and bring all that data in, and just and just shave it off. You can't trade against Bitcoin. I mean, the the only way you can have any success in doing it, in my humble opinion, take a hat tip, Preston, is um, is to DCA into it yeah. every day. The, and look at the uh, the two hundred week moving average, because no, because hmm. no, because no uh, trading bot is caring about that. 
because they don't have a four year they don't have a four year they don't have a four minute time frame so they, yeah please um so yeah i mean just yeah dca and and have a and think long term and don't overextend yourself and don't use leverage like that's and then the level of risk there is 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 i would say minuscule uh, well where do you find something mm. that's safer than that i i don't know here's a question for you should it be called mca <laughs> why mca no. i'm actually asking the question <laughs> why mca mining mining cost average all oh, right why because if mining yeah, cost average should people be mi- should people be mining you ready or not i uh, just not brother they um should people be home mining and um and actually finding out finding their mining cost average rather than their dollar cost average <laughs> I'm quite impressed like with YMCA. That's either very, very uh, yeah, strong. look, good question. Um, mining is arguably, in Australia, our energy costs are exorbitant. Yep. Um, unless you can, unless you can uh, minimise your direct energy costs. So, like, um, each, each state's different, right? But, uh, so, if we, if we were to take local utility example which i'm connected into which just so happens to be the place i work and believe it or not i don't get free power i like to tell people i do just to stir them up but i don't, I don't get free power if if your energy cost so mine is off the top of my head 21 21 and a half or 21 and three quarter uh cents per kilowatt hour that is not profitable unless you're running an s19 that's well cheaper than new south wales i'm sure is that right yeah so where where we are regulated um so we are government owned government utility outside of brisbane so there are some retail guys there but um that is still like at that level uh with an s9 not profitable to mine so i think it's even even today even today with an s9 even today with an s9 okay so brendo i don't know if you've heard this but brendo just recently put 13 kilowatts of solar on his roof and he's he's feeding in five to the grid what would you do with the spirit that's I'd be, I'd be mining. So I am, <laughs> I've got six points. Even after saying roof. that. Yeah, but you're free. Yeah. You're so paying. you are then going to offset that 21 and a half cents. So you're going to be basically like if, if, if you were Queensland and you had, um, you're allowed to export five kilowatt, hour, uh, five kilowatts back to the, um, back to the grid. You'd only be getting like in Queensland, something like seven cents per kilowatt hour export. Yeah, I think it's six here now, is it? Yeah, it's about six. six. So I'm paying 29 yeah. cents a kilowatt hour. 29 and so it depends on your home use there's a lot of variables that go into it um but i would be firing up those miners and doing mining through the day so i've got three s9s at home now um i've only just recently acquired another two so i'm just going through i've got two working well um and we can talk about the best way to do that with um with firmware and all that sort of stuff in a sec if you're interested in talking about it but uh, my intention is to get those running when I'm not home. So when I'm, so we got this caravan and we like going away a fair bit. So we just had, you know, nine days down at Ely beach, which was magnificent. And I had two of those miners mining. Cause when I'm not home, I've got a battery as well. So I've got a 10 and a half kilowatt hour, um, LG chem battery. So the whole premise is I generate through the day when it's nice and sunny. The house draws whatever it draws. My wife works from home, so she's normally home. Maybe got an aircon going through summer. Anything excess charges the battery. When the battery is full, it exports to the grid. So there's that export through the grid is it's not much because we're pretty heavy power users, but that's what 
you're not profitable. That's uh, not worth your while exporting, particularly at six cents per kilowatt hour. You're very, very incentivized to go and buy an S9 because you can acquire S9s fairly cheap, anywhere from probably 800 Australian to $1,000 Australian. You can probably get one landed at your house. Uh, Where are you, you getting them from, though? Uh, so I have bought a couple with Wiz. So we we had a um, a few our, our our fellow mate Wiz. Uh, so we had a little con um, little congregation, and we did a order up with a few of us, uh, various bitcoiners, uh, you know, located at various locations. And uh, so we minimised the shipping cost. We bought them from Kaboom Racks, which is a Telegram group. Uh, run by Nick Foster on um, the no 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 doxing required. That's what he goes by uh, on Twitter, and um, very good quality secondhand gear. So they will go through. They make sure they clean. They make sure they fire up. They make sure they work before they ship okay, them out. Sorry, I so bought... they, they buy them from from the who's previously used them. They clean clean them up and on sale. Correct. Uh, they're yeah. not just they're not just a marketplace for other people to sell. Correct. Yeah, they they yeah. sell direct. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they will go, uh, you know, obviously they got a heap S nines from the mass China exodus. Um, yeah. so the S nines were often not even worth shipping over. That's why you could, um, you could get S nines and you can still, as far as I'm aware, you can still get S nines fairly cheap around that thousand dollar Australian mark landed. Um, for me personally, I just wrote that off as just a, necessary cost to get them right I, mm. I don't even factor that into my profitability calculation it's more about now for me uh investing that you know three grand to get the three that was just a capital cost write that off um and now it's more about now what's it going to cost me to stack sats and non-kyc stats so i dollar cost average every day um you know my my personal stack i don't mind um telling i try and do 20 bucks bitcoin a day uh, on on average that fluctuates, but that's sort of the mark I'm I'm trying to hit. And then it was a conscious decision to me. It's like, well, why don't I roll some of that off and pay for electricity and get non KYC Bitcoin? Yeah. So that was my goal in order to do that. And then there, then you've got to have the calculation of if I've got those S nines running hot twenty four seven. Where's the cutoff between you know how much you're prepared to pay a premium for stacking Sats? that way rather than the dollar cost average so you know there's a little bit of uh, of forethought you've got to go through and for me it's more about um you know i've got one s9 running all the time uh that's sort of my cutoff because i've sort of worked out how much i generate with electricity versus the battery and all that sort of stuff i'm happy to do that um and then when i go away you know on the weekend i'll fire all three up and then just have that Morning, twenty four seven while I'm away because I battery, so I can charge the battery while I'm going, and then that basically um, gets gets sucked dry through the night, uh, and then obviously there's a few hours there. I don't know. So, Daz, I don't know if we can edit this, but. There's some audio is coming through like you're really drunk. Like it's it's slowing right <laughs> down. And then you're like Neo. Or what's what that? What's that? What's that one on, on Total Recall? Two weeks. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, do you want to keep going or do you want to try and get another line? Oh, there's no way I can edit that. Isn't... Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just use freezing, freezing again. Um, you, oh. you hearing us, Daz? No, we lost him. That's all right. We might. How about we? Yeah, we might cut and then come back. Oh no, there you are. You there? There. We're back. We are. I don't know what's going on. Sorry, I uh, I just changed network because I'm sitting in my caravan, right? So I've got uh, I've got a Wi-Fi extender, and I've got two of them, and I think I'm sitting in this really crappy spot between the two. But is that coming through all right? Hey, you're good right now. Most of the time, it's been good. We'll just have a couple of like yeah moments, but it's all good. Just clip your kids up the (laughs) ear for watching Netflix or something. (laughs) Yeah, they're probably doing all those things streaming with their mates. Um, Um, so. one question I was going to ask is: So you, you were saying that you leave one running all the time, then you go away, you have three running. So what mm. do you do? Just end of the day, switch off two. Yep, that's it. Yep. So there's ways you can automate that, um, and I'm probably going to play with that over the next couple of months and have a muck around with that. You can put relays and smart timers, use Raspberry Pis, and oh yeah, yeah. Um, micro controllers and all this sort of stuff, which is just my nerdy side coming out from. Um, from the from the sparky thing yeah that's but that's that's going to say you're, you're obviously technically competent so would i mean yeah how, how like who's who who can do this who would you who would you say should do this or potentially could do this and who would you say maybe it's just better for you to buy bitcoin like oh look anyone if you're comfortable setting up anyone who's dialed into their modem before mm-hmm. that's there's this there's, there's your mark if you've yeah, dialed okay. into your modem before and you're able to do that and, and you're comfortable with that process, you can mine. So okay. the way you talk to these miners is through an IP address on your network. Um, so you have to go through that interface. So if you're comfortable with basic networks at home, you can mine. Like, honestly, there's not much to it. Um, if, if something goes wrong, then you're in trouble, right? Because... I've done a little bit of diagnosis. So I've, I've had one miner that's got a a minor issue, pun intended, um, <laughs> which I've had to play around and and try and find out if it's the hash board, if it's the control board, if it's the fans. Uh, so there's a there's an issue I'm, I'm dealing with at the moment. And that's probably outside of the wheelhouse of most people to feel comfortable, you know, plugging that stuff in and, and taking it out. But look, if you're a reasonably competent um, person technically, then mining is definitely within like it's it's not rocket science. Yeah. Um, I reckon I reckon you, it's your next step just because of the whole solar. Just because, maybe because, well, because you've given me over spec'd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deliberately over spec'd on the solar. Deliberately, yeah, yeah. But you've given me food for thought as far as um, working out my ongoing costs for stacking currently versus actually, you know, set, getting some miners and actually going right. So. And again, I, I, I'm happy to share. So I, I do currently do 100 bucks a week. Um, yep. So what's that? That's 400 bucks a month, uh, mm-hmm. 1200 bucks a quarter in just stacking KYC sats. Mm. Yep. So if I was to then get miners and plug them in and run them, then I've got 1200 bucks a quarter and stop stacking KYC. I've then, you know what I mean? I open so, up that. S19s are profitable no matter sort of what price um, at the moment, which are... But how much are they? They're like $17,000 or something stupid, aren't they? Correct. Yeah. So you've got a long time there to get back your capital. So, you know, at 1000 bucks in S9, 
as I was saying to you boys, I was happy to write that off as just being a cost in order for me to get that right. So it obviously there's a payback period for that as well. And you could argue, was I better just to stack three grand with a Bitcoin in the long run? Probably, right? But, you know, also there's that factor that, you know, and dox myself here with tax men, but like that non-KYC Bitcoin has a premium hmm. You know potential there as well, right? How, how, if, do I if I end up in El Salvador? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, undoubtedly. Wifey, are you listening? We're going to El Salvador. Yeah. She's not on board with that yet. But have you, have you, uh, you know, when we're idea? in El Salvador, have you even dropped that as an idea. I have totally. <laughs> I, want out, I, want, I want out of this shithole. This is turning uh, into a bad place. But <laughs> I, no, still, so, I have still, yeah. I have still hope. I still have hope. But hope yeah, is have, yeah, hope, unfortunately hope is. Um, yeah, it's not hope.com. So, <laughs> it's, um... <laughs> no hope.com. Yeah, as as uh, <laughs> Sailor got that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Point it, point it towards Australia. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, that'd be nice. You um... know, th- th- there's a few things to weigh up, but mining's within people's wheelhouse. Like most people, if you if you know if you if as I said, if you if you know how to network like dial in your modem, then you know that's the first basic step to talk to a miner, and then from there. You know, it's 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 pretty. You plug them, you plug them in. They run full full tilt. So the other thing I would say, if you're if you are going to look at S nineteens, um, you've got an issue. Then if how you're going to run them at home. So a lot, not a lot of people realize this. Uh, they draw a lot of power. So they're three kilowatts. You get two plugs. They split the power supply, so you are able to plug them into two sockets. But you will you cannot by you know sort of not letter of the law but uh by ratings you can't plug that into a double gpo gpo just being your, your normal standard double socket yep. that's only rated for 10 amps 10, yeah. and s19 is going to draw 14 so you're going to melt that if you try and plug both of them into the same socket so you're either going to trip or start fire in your house <laughs> is that yeah so you this. probably won't trip you probably won't trip the breaker but you will probably melt right that gpo yeah, and then you'll you'll trip something. So if it melts and then yeah, okay. wires touch, that's what is an S nine S nine draw? Uh, S nine's about five amps. So that's fine. That's fine. You can run you can run two S nines on one GPO at the limit. You'll probably have to replace that GPO every year or so. It's gonna it's gonna. I mean, these things run hot as well. So when when you get miners like the big, the big, the big guys get like a normal sparky in to look at these things. Normally, you've got to like a, if you're going to do an installation for, uh, uh, you know, without getting too bogged down in the detail, but if you're going to do an installation as a sparky for a new installation, like a new industrial complex or a shed that's got welders, there's an assessment that you do for your cable selection, your breaker selection on how much duty cycle those welders are going to, because no welding shop has welders running. 24 seven hmm. all the time. So there's a duty cycle that they say, okay, none of these things are going to be running all the time and they won't be drawing at the same time. So you can discount how much current they're going to draw by X amount, right? Let's call it 80% for, to, for, for arguments with Bitcoin mining. Those things are running hot as much as they can. And that's the whole point, right? That's you the want point, them yeah. running as hot as they can 24 seven. So, you know, I was, I was on a call with a guy in Adelaide who's running a, pretty sophisticated operation on a solar farm um just getting some ideas and um he melted wires he melted his circuit boards and his and his gpos because the sparky underrated didn't understand mining 
Bitcoin mining, the nature of it. He had a large installation and he underrated his cables. And you can, you can start fires. You can, these are the sort of considerations you've, you've, you've got to worry about. From a home mining perspective, if you've got one S9, you're going to be okay. You might cause some nuisance tripping if you don't. So the idea is those two plugs, ideally, you put them on two separate GPOs and ideally on two separate circuits in your house. So normally, normally you open up your switchboard in your house, you're going to have two power circuits. Yep. Um, at least two, sometimes three, sometimes four, you know. You want to try and split that load for one miner across two um, power circuits, ideally, because because they're running so hot. If you go and then turn your kettle on and your wife's drying, got the clothes in the clothes dryer, you're going to trip that breaker out because you, you're going to go out on overload. So yeah, they're right. the sort of things you've got to consider. So S19s are, a, they're basically a very heavy power device, unlike anything you've probably got in your house. But so, but for home mining, S nines you think are adequate. S nines are fine. S so nine. If, if somebody has one S nine, or would you recommend you got to have two, three, four? Oh, look, it de- it depends on what you want to achieve. So yes. one S nine plugging away, like for your install, you know, I'd probably be looking at two or three for for that because you're going to have, I don't know what your home situation's like, or how much you're going to use when you're home, but you want to be maximizing everything. You want to change your whole life around using as much energy as you can through the day versus at night, because you're going to be exporting above your five kilowatt, right? That, uh, well, your five kilowatts, what you're limited to, you're generating 12, what did you say? 12 kilowatts on your roof? 13, but yeah, close enough. 13. So you're, if you're not, if you're not drawing six, you're wasting your time because the max you can export, uh, if I'm, if I heard right, it was five kilowatts. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So if you're can, not, you can, if you're not under certain circumstances, get up to seven locally here. But yeah, but gen- oh, gen- yeah. generally it's five. You need to actually get uh, put an application in, and then they approve it. But then, as I was saying to Hats, I think possibly before we started, like I've now you know signed off to uh, export five, but it's like, well, if I'm going to do this, why do I want to give them five for fuck all? Can I not just say no? Fuck you! I'll just I'll keep. Pay, I'll pay you for the for the energy. I'll I use. just pay you for the energy that I use, and let me use the rest. So I would be trying to get a hold of maybe three, right? Yep. And then draw three kilowatts, basically a little bit more. It's going to be like three point uh, three point nine kilowatts from three S nines. If you sort of run them at their sort of max power draw recommended, I mean, you could argue you can go a bit hotter, but one point three kilowatts per S nine is a good a good um rating and yep. then you know and then when you're home um at, at home provided you don't have air conditioners three kilowatts is normally enough for a home to be running at any one time you could be running an air con i mean your fridge is going fans in your house lights in your house quite comfortably three kilowatt kind of thing mm-hmm. um and then but so basically if you're not doing that mining then your generation's wasted yeah yeah that's what it already feels like so <laughs> um yeah uh, so no, and then you can be- put you can do things like put them on timers like you can put a little gpo timer in run it through the timer and then you can just set that itself so that uh, you know 7 30 a.m it comes on yep. you know 5 p.m it turns off kind of thing whatever you sort of suit it to your sunlight and you can do that and that's very easy that's very accessible you can buy those things at bunnings yeah yeah cool i'm just thinking mm-hmm. we own we own citadelmining.com we own lots of domains does um, yeah, so I've, I've got no idea what we own. Yeah, Hats has got the database. I, I just take the money and pretend like, I, pretend like I bought domains. Um, <laughs> and I just stacked Sats. Um, 
but yeah, it sounds like you might need it. <laughs> no, but in, in all seriousness, like with somebody with your skill set, um, work-wise, but also your mindset on the Bitcoin coin side of things, you must be starting to be approached by people who are interested in larger setups than Brendo, right? Mm, not yet. At does at does be one on yeah, Twitter. Abs- yeah. yeah absolutely no but, ser- no but i'm serious like if um if there is a business out there thinking holy shit we have got you know we well let's say we've got a massive warehouse and we've got solar on top of the whole thing um or you know and we've got a huge amount of excess and we're getting bugger off for feeding it into the grid now daz is your man that's an uh, absolute are you yeah. are you interested in being that man or uh, that that is the honestly the ideal merging of all the loves right so i love electricity i love energy uh that's what i chose to do for a career i chose to waste seven and a half years of my life with a uni degree um and that would just be the the, the love of all things coming together uh, i mean there's a couple of telegram groups so i try and keep actively involved in but as i said to you boys offline uh, working on some other content in the background which has kept me busy the last few months but you know i'm um i've, I've kept an open channel to um i'm gonna stuff his name up at lord fusatua in tonga oh uh, yes yeah, I mean, yeah been chatting to him so i mean that would just be ultimate to start to look at how you know bitcoin can fit in and and you know that that would change tonga the whole country do you know what that, i mean that, that's, that's, that's the emerging thing. the emerging opportunity is is someone like you that just knows the shit and can go right this is what you need to do to get your mining setup happening home or industrial or commercial and that's the that's the um that was why the main driver really for getting the miners for myself is i just wanted to get my hands on something to learn so you can play with it yeah exactly load the firmware adjust the firmware so there's a big plug for brains os plus so i highly recommend if you're going to get miners for home brains yeah b r a just to get the efficiency out of the maximum efficiency out of your miner basically is that why you yeah but that? what what else i noticed which i didn't realize was it makes them quieter so if you're going to run these at home they're noisy man they are yeah, yeah, they are yeah. fucking noisy have you got yours um, in a box in a box and vented and all that sort of shit no you're haven't bothered in the they're in my shed at the moment the but shed. the next iteration is i'm going to try and get some cooling fluids and um take the fans off and just get them get them quiet and then like immersion is that immersion I, stuff is that what you mean yeah, immersion, immersion cooling. So yeah. there's um, fluids you can dip them in, uh, which obviously, you know, that sounds crazy, dipping something electronic in the fluid, but these fluids are like rated for like 60 kV. So the spark gap between them, um, they don't conduct. Uh, so they're uh, very purpose-built. Uh, there's not much, the, the challenge is at the moment, you can't get them in Australia all that readily because the the market's not there but that's increasing right so there's mm. more and more people starting to get interested in this stuff and and we're fucking hot man we are mm. you know mm. uh, up, up far north queensland it's hot it's humid uh you want to the harder you can if you can keep them cool you can push them a bit harder and you can get more hash out of them so that's one of the the things that brains firmware will map is it will be very very good at keeping a distinct temperature so you will set that you want to ideally run at say 90 degrees for chip temperature and it will regulate that very very well by ramping the fans up ramping the fans down in order to keep that that maintained any more than 90 you're probably going to reduce the life of the hash board so there's a fair few considerations but if you can then dip that in a cooling fluid 
and you can get that cycling through. And there's a few different ways you can do that, whether you cycle that fluid out into a cooling system or you just let it sit uh, mm. and you have fans and radiators and all this sort of stuff. There's there's nth degree of variation you can do there, but the whole idea is you dip it in there and it brings it down in temperature and you can then ramp up the hash rate and then you can get a bit more out of it. And there's um, pretty good data to suggest you can push them, like you can get like 25% more out of just by dipping them in cooling fluid have you got to add your own heat sinks and things to these devices or do they just come ready to go s the s9s the hash boards they've got very good heat sinks on both sides because they, they they're fucking hot they are really yeah. hot and that's the whole the whole point with those fans they're big dc fans as well um can't remember the current rating but they're fairly high rate and that's the noise is those fans pushing air through trying to get them cool and they're big aluminium heat sinks on both sides of these boards. So these boards, I should go and grab one to show you, but um, I've got a, I've got one pulled apart at the moment. But there's um, yeah, no, heat sinks on both sides just to try and keep the chips cool. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, I had another question, but I lost on, it on Maiden. Yeah, totally. But that, but <laughs> I could talk for hours. But that wants to be that. That is your uh, target. Is that's your wheelhouse? You're like. If that if that sort of opportunity presents itself, or you create that yeah. opportunity, that's where you want to be. Just oh, let's, sure. let's be clear be, to anybody be. listening. That's where Daz wants to be. Yes. Yeah. That'd that'd, that'd be awesome. That's I, definitely I can, something to, to explore. Yeah. That's mm. definitely going to happen. It's just like everything else. It's like you can see what's going to happen. It's just not happening fast enough. It's like waiting for evolution sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, exactly. And there's so much opportunity. Like just to plug one of the articles, I guess. So I wrote two articles, um, energy for plebs, basically just to give, you know, a little bit of insight into everything we've really been speaking about, not so much the, um, the firmware and so forth, but doing calculations to work out how much current's going to draw and see how much you can run at home. Right. So S19, I said before, you can still run an S19. You can run two. You can run three. You've just got to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could argue as soon as you stuck in a bit higher, then you're probably outside of what a typical house would draw. Um, but, you know, I wrote a couple of articles there just to illustrate to the plebs what you need to consider if you want to do some of this. And then the second article I wrote is actually looking at the opportunities within the um, Australian energy market because uh, we're one big connected grid right around the southeast um so queensland new south wales victoria and tassie and into south australia we're all one big connected transmission network and we've got geographically dispersed generation sites whether that's coal or um, gas or solar and wind and all these different generation sites but we're one big interconnected grid and then we've got an overarching body called aemo aemo who they're the market operator and they look at, they forecast demand. Um, so one key sort of thing just to uh, illustrate the challenges with energy markets is if you want to switch your light on, there's got to be a generator running with enough capacity in order to supply that demand, uh, supply that energy for your demand, right? And then you extrapolate that out for everybody who wants to turn their TVs and cook dinner and do all that. The generators have got to be running. We don't store energy. Um, uh, and, and there's a little, you could argue, there's a little bit in South Australia where they store in a battery that Tesla made. But uh, aside from that, you've got to be generating at the time that people want to use it, right? So there's a couple of opportunities there with like how much 
these this this plant that they've got to have online you can't just flick a switch and turn that on so they've got to be running all the time and you get this um you get this uh, phenomenon called minimum demand so there has to be a minimum demand in the network in order for that to be worthwhile switching on that generation and you get these little arbitrage opportunities where if you're on the cusp of Oh, do I fire up a new generator or, or don't I? And how much money am I going to waste if I fire this other generator up? Yep. That's where Bitcoin mining is the perfect yeah. opportunity to step in and say, we will be your demand of last resort or first resort, depending on which way you want to look at it. And then if, if, if you know, we get a heat wave and everyone fires their air conditioners up and we're at peak, you just tell us, and it can be automated. You don't even have to make this a conscious thought. Yeah. The market operator can just go, you guys switch off X amount of load now. And it happens, you know, because Bitcoin mining, <clears throat> you switch one of these miners on, it's up and running within 30 seconds. I don't know, a minute, maybe two at most. You know what I mean? It's up and it's running and it's hashing away. It doesn't take long and you can switch it off just by switching it off at the wall. It's no ramp down. Uh, you don't need to ramp it down or anything like that. It's such a nimble, um, and it's just a, a massive opportunity I actually for... saw there was a tweet today or yesterday does it was one of the big minor operations in the states not sure if it was texas but probably um that, that have that have done that, have that that exact thing coming into it was texas i think it was texas, texas. i think so coming into their summer season i guess it would be that they're looking at they've negotiated some sort of agreement that will turn off if there's a sudden requirement for power you know obviously there's a there's a there's a monetary exchange yeah but the fact the point is that the power if if you want us to consume it we can if you don't want us to consume it we can turn off and immediately um, exactly and yeah i mean and keep that minimum load or whatever it is at the required level which are like like are energy companies aware of this idea like surely surely by now like they, they've got to be starting i mean if the, if if they're not they're completely naive um <laughs> it has to be. so there's already some you know like this this guy who was kind enough to take us through his um his facility in south australia he is already talking with the market operator he has a relay within his switchboard that tells him what the price is um so there's this other arbitrage i'll finish off this thought with this guy um so he knows they can tell him to switch off. They can tell him what the market price is. He can choose to ramp up how much he's got um, going and, and, to, and to match all that. So that that those conversations are already happening at that level, surely. Like he's, he's got that um, that that infrastructure and that that uh, already in place. So surely that that's just going to accelerate from here. And there's um there's been I haven't been um, following many of the companies too closely, but I believe there's one in Byron Bay, which is quite a big sophisticated um operation so they're they're up and running it's coming um mm. but there's such a massive opportunity like oh. um for yeah. here and like there's another point in that article that i wrote um sort of sidetrack but um is you know we're a country full of desert just the solar opportunity alone do you know what i mean like for for you to go and build a solar farm you've got to have somewhere to connect it to Right, and that's where the challenge lies. Is okay. We could go out in the middle of the desert, but there, nobody lives there, and there's no infrastructure out there, so it's not profitable because we got nowhere to. You know, you can only you got to use it, right, or you lose it. So, what you could do is then start looking at some of these geographical areas and say, all right, we can build a solar farm out here. We can plant 
a Bitcoin mining rig on site, monetize that, um, monetize that straight away and start building up a treasury to a point then where we can then go and connect out onto the grid and start to build that transmission network back out. And, you know, there's just so many opportunities like that just getting wasted. Another um, good example for that is like hydro generation sites, so particularly up here in front of Queensland, you get a weir. The weir is full. It's wet season, but the market, you know, down south, there might be sun shining. So you've got all this solar coming onto the network and then you don't have enough demand. So what happens to the network price for energy generation? It drops and it can go to zero. It can even go negative. So these guys are sitting here, can't generate because there's no demand. Yeah. And they've got all this rain basically pouring over their spillways, running out into the ocean. It's like watching fuel fall down the outside yeah. of the dam. So, you know, you could go and park a container of Bitcoin miners on site, say to them, every time this happens, you know, we will take that and we will just island. You just connect yourself off the, the network and you're your own little generation island and we'll just take all that. Rather than it running into the sea, fire up your generators and we will take two, three megawatts worth of bloody load off you. And this is exactly it's exactly the same thing as what's happening with the flare, flare gas. It's just, exactly. it's just excess energy that needs to be consumed. And if it's not consumed, it's lost. Or worse than lost, it could be a negative. Mm. Um, so you just have to find... Like any stranded energy resource, it doesn't matter whether it's green, nuclear, coal, it doesn't matter. Stranded energy anywhere in the world is going to be the next sought after thing by Bitcoin miners. They're just going to chase it. And to first, I think to begin with, it'll be the Bitcoiners that move in and take the advantage. But ultimately, it, it's it'll a be... match made in heaven. There is no. Like... Yeah. yeah, sorry. Sorry, we we're. Um... That internet dropped out again. Yeah, okay. dropping off. I tell you what, though, mate, this conversation um, yeah. has made me ridiculously bullish. <laughs> it is. I mean, it, it's the, the oppor- when you see the opportunity, um, and it's just, I mean, as you're saying with that example in Queensland, it's kind of like flushing money down the toilet. Like, that's, what's hap- totally- that's You can just see it running away. Like, that's it. There's not, like, such potential there, and you don't. Um, and also, you're you know you're securing the network, all the other things for everything. Yeah, everything exactly. You know. yeah. The benefits for everybody there is incredible. Um, the the only the only caveat I would put on that point, which it, it warrants a bit of conversation and a little bit of thought, is the operational time. So obviously, if you go and you expend and you go and buy S19s at seventeen and a half grand, there's a minimum operational time. There's, there's going to be an equilibrium there between how often can I run and still be profitable and get my money back. Um, mm. So that's all things are going to be modeled and considered. Because if you go and park yourself down next to this hydro generator, but they let you operate for, you know, 30 days of the year, obviously that's not not warranted, which is great. Why, why you can containerize it and you can go and ship off and go and move next door. But by the same token, if you park down on a solar farm and they can only generate on average, you know, six hours a day or something like that, then again, there's going to be a cutoff between the level where you're profitable and where you're not. So, you know, there's a few things that are going to be considered and flushed out there, but by the same token, like you got to explore it. Like, that, yeah, this- that, that's true. But my counter to that would be as minor mining operations become bigger, they have access to capital in fiat world, which is at 0% or 1%, <laughs> you know, so they can actually finance this. Yeah. With a, with an with a, with fiat mm. and pay for the whole thing with fiat, 
and get the whole benefit in Bitcoin. So the so the payback time is going to be so much quicker because the because you know the devaluation of the fiat over the same period of time as well. Yeah, that's a good. That's a really good point. Yeah, excellent point. And uh, just to uh, one of those articles, I'll give you a little um, example of what like just the possibility of generation um, that's out there. Um, so like the spare capacity, right. With all these generational, uh, like, uh, I think it's at any one time, just off the top of my head, I'm probably going to butcher this, but 12 and a half gigawatts is in spare capacity at any one time. So if we took a very conservative 5% of that and we went and we, we put miners in and that's basically saying that at any one time, we've got 5% capacity of that, that, uh, that we could mo- be mining with. Uh, I think the outlay is something like, you know, $3.8 billion to put this mining rig in, but you're generating profit of $2 billion a year. So it's two years to pay back and then everything past that's cream. Mm-hmm. And you've basically got, you know, a four-year cycle on most of these S19s from sort of all, uh, you know, you can push them a bit harder or if you can keep them cool and all that sort of thing, that could that could be pushed a bit longer. But, you know, that that's just a really back of the table you know uh back of the napkin calculation on how much what potential is out there yeah yeah it's it's, it's huge i would recommend anybody i'll, I'll knock this and head a little bit but um i would recommend anybody go look at daz's two articles on energy just as an individual just to talk because it's a, basically it's a tick list mm. it's like he explains it from the the, the the electrician side to begin with and then you get into the sort of tick list of the mining um, and what your considerations are in terms of your your home circuit or the safety or these kind of things. And it's very, very worth the read. So if you're thinking about it, go have a look at it. Um, I would like to talk about your stuff with uh, FOSS. Can we talk about that? Is that okay? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. good deal. Okay, so yeah, over to you, mate. Uh, yeah, so I guess if we sort of take a step back. So I wrote an article on bonds. So bonds were... Um, if we if we go back to our earlier conversation about sort of where, what motivated me to start writing these articles is I did a, a heap of research on the macro side of stuff and all that sort of thing and sort of come to a conclusion. I was having all these conversations at work with guys and, um, you know, the more you have a conversation, the more you got to teach people, the deeper uh, understanding that you sort of get of a subject. And I thought there's an opportunity here for me just to put some of this down in writing. And it was mainly targeted at my friends and family. I didn't expect it to sort of go anywhere. Um, But one of those articles I wrote was on bonds and sort of how they fit in the macro picture and how they work. And like, you know, because they're pretty confusing for most people. It's like, I sort of understand it's a loan, but how the fuck does it work? Like the coupon and duration and all these sort of things. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to spew this out um, and, uh, in, in, an, in an article form and I ended up sending that to FOSS one day. So Greg FOSS, obviously 30 years plus worth of risk management, mainly a bond trader. I sent it to him on and he's a fucking just a super approachable, super nice dude. Yeah. Um, just sent it to him on Twitter and said, mate, I wrote this to try and help people. Would you mind running your eye over? Cause I don't want to look like a dick basically mm-hmm. if I've got anything wrong. And he sort of come back to me, said like, uh, he was, um, you know, pretty, pretty impressed and just said there's probably not much I would change in this. And then a few months go by and he gets in contact with me and he says, there's a surgeon in, um, in the U S who's come up with a great idea. Would you be interested in chatting to him? Which we did. And then we've basically built a team up. So the surgeon, um, Jason Sansoni on, on Twitter, that's what he goes by. He comes up with this idea that, um, you know, there's so much, 
finance information here that's not accessible to everybody. And he had an idea of doing deep dives on, say, you take a Lynn, Lynn Alden article or a Luke Groman article and you distill it down to say, what the fuck are these people talking about? Because not everybody can follow that, right? Which is, oh, yeah. which is true. Um, and then so we sort of looked at it another another layer again and said, well, you know what? Like, I would really like to focus in on the people I started writing these articles for. So the friends, the family and all that. And I sort of, over, over feedback from my articles, it was even, you know, you build up all this assumed knowledge that you take for granted that you understand volatility and you understand all these technical terms that you just, you forget what people know and what people don't know. Um, so what we wanted to do was just strip it right back bare bones and just make it as accessible to everybody as possible. What we had the idea in my mind was I want to be reaching the, the checkout girl. Do you know what I mean? I want to be reaching the, anybody who slaves away, wasting their life for wages. I just wanted to take some of these concepts, strip all the shit out that we don't need and just keep it really bare bones. Your money's fucked. This mm. is what they're doing. They're printing it hand over fist. You don't realize because there's this hidden tax called inflation. You're getting fucked over. And we've been told all these things in order to get ahead are wrong. You can't put your money in a bank because there's bank bail-in laws. They'll fucking seize it on you. You know, uh, So you're taking on risk and you, what reward are you getting? Nothing because they're suppressing interest rates. So there's all these concepts that you don't need to know the whys or the hows or necessarily, but um, you know, just to illustrate your, your money's fucked. You can't save it. What else are you going to do with it? And so what we did is there's now six of us sort of come together. So there's um, Pleb Music. He helps out with Saferdine. He does a lot of um, the media, the background. He's doing all his splicing for his pods and his audio books and all that sort of stuff. He's the media content creator. Seb Bunny is a Canadian uh, guy who's written some articles for Bitcoin Magazine. So him and I have been working on that wage earner course right um and then uh we've got um james lavish he's uh, another fr friend of um uh, foss's he's a risk manager so him and jason are working on the deep dive stuff and then foss is obviously helping us with connections and financing and all this sort of stuff so long story short hoping hoping to have a the the bare bones um course the financial literacy course with sort of bitcoin being the We've really tried hard to strip. We don't want to shove Bitcoin down people's throat, but we want them to come along with the journey and yeah. come to their own conclusion that Bitcoin is a solution, not the only solution, but a solution into how to build wealth over time. And that course is we're hoping to have that launched by Bitcoin 2022 conference if yeah. all goes well. So Seb and I, like, like I was saying, I think I was saying offline, uh, I've had coronavirus the last uh, week. And I've been in this fucking caravan and me and Seb, <laughs> me and Seb, he's in Canada and we've just been Zoom calling and just writing content and just polishing. And we would have read that fucking thing like, oh, who knows? But we're just trying to get it, you know, just distill it down, take all the crap out. Because when you write, like my articles, I've ended up writing articles to explain bonds and they're 30 minute reads, you know, people aren't going to sit there. Yeah. And want to learn about bonds for 30 minutes so what yeah. can you take out but what do you have to leave in for them to get a good understanding that's such um, an important um i think an important thing to do too because like you can kind of sell the uh the power of bitcoin to your family and friends and stuff as best as you can verbally 
But as soon as you go, read this, or yeah. they're just like, oh, thanks, you, but I'm not. And you know, even when you send the damn thing, it's like, he's not going to How many times have you it. sent me a message that says, if I was trying to orange pill this guy, what, what, one? Oh, what article would you send big to them? Time. And it's been, we're debating, should we send them 10 hours of Breed, Love, and Sailor? Yeah, or, no. You know, like, <laughs> like, that's, and it's like, is that person ready for that? Or, you know, is it a Ross Stevens thing? Or is it a... You know, it's so hard to get. It? It's it? so hard to get the right thing. For and I just, I, I, well, that's the point. Is I think that if all of us start to just contribute, you know, we're doing this. I, hopefully, somebody has some val- get some value from it. You're yep. doing the writing. You're doing the course. Somebody, Preston, is doing is you know trying to attack you know from maybe a um, you know a, a traditional traditional uh, finance guy. That, that that's that's who he's going to get naturally. Mm. Um, and then you get you know Max and Stacy who will attract the wackies. Which I love them, but um, so yeah. it's just that we just need somebody for everyone, and it also has to be everywhere in the world. Um, and a guy, we'll get a guy coming on the pod in a couple of weeks' time, um, and he he sent me a he sent me a link to say, oh, if we could do it in a format that's sort of similar to this, that was on a podcast in Finland, and you know how the Scandinavians are so wonderful with their English, and um, and I so I'm I've not listened I've not listened to it and I was thinking yeah that's that's probably going to be fine but I better listen to it to, you know do the guy the courtesy of listening to the pod and it's all in Finnish and I'm like oh holy shit right? <laughs> right I just assume you know your assumption is wrong right you just you're assuming this knowledge that somebody doesn't have yeah, and, well this yeah. guy well because his English is probably better than mine on Twitter yeah, so yeah. um you, yeah we just have to just if we all just put in I had a tweet recently mate if if, if we all orange pill two people. It'll be thir- it'll take, and this is going to the Jeff Booth thing. It takes thirty three days before we got the whole world. Thirty three wow. days. If we all, if we all got two people, thirty three well, days, and we got the whole in. world. I'll be, I'll be knocking on some people. doors. I mean, so we all. I just think if we can do three, if you can do three, you're pulling your weight. Yeah, yeah hey, wait, wait for it. <laughs> Hi, how's your trading going? <laughs> it's like Show trying, boobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's trying not to be. It's very difficult when you're really, really enthusiastic about something not to just come across as a salesman. Mm. Yeah, well, we all hate salesmen. that's the point too. Is you get to this point where, um, like, I've been running, I've been running um, some courses too. So I've got like a death by PowerPoint mm. thing, three sessions. Just anybody, like, you know, I go and you know, without getting bogged down in coronavirus talk and all that sort of shit. But there's all these Telegram groups popping up with people, you know very aligned in their states overstep the mark governments overstep the mark and i'm like sitting on the fringes here going bitcoin fixes this <laughs> you, <know? laughs> yep. you sound but like the wigan picture of the west then <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly i'm like hey g'day guys come look at me and um <laughs> so i've built this sort of and I, i've got you know a zoom subscription and i've been trying to say look here's something if you can take the money from separate money from the state you, you take away their power if you're really serious about this you can't fuck around with the money right and so many people are so close to you know I, i'm seeing them as the prime candidate for orange pilling that they're, they're so close because they realize government's corrupt they just haven't got to the money thing yet but they're so fucking scared of it i don't mm-hmm. know what deep dark webs that i've been getting some really vicious pushback but mm-hmm. on the other side there's, you know, and I'm doing these courses with five to 10 people at a time running in Thursday. That's why some of these, you know, have clashed with me trying to meet uh, up with you guys <laughs> is I've been doing that as well on the side, just running through this, this, you know, and it takes 
you can't fucking orange pill someone in 10 minutes. Otherwise you're going to sound like an evangelical fucking lunatic. Yeah. You've got to step them through. And I, I don't even bother anymore. If someone says, Hey, what's Bitcoin about? Say, have you got four hours? Yeah. Because yeah. I can't, I can't, <laughs> you, tell know, you, four you can't do it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, so, I remember you, we, you, you and I went to the pub one day and I said, we started with, right. I, I, we got to go back to what is money. And he's looking at me as if to say, what are you talking about? Like, no, I just no, went it was to, more like, are you going to fucking order first? I just went to the bar and I paid for the beers. That's the money. Like, yeah. And that's, that's where you start. That's where you have to start. Cause you, you have to. So funny you say that. Cause my course, the, the, the PowerPoint presentation slide one, what is money? <laughs> the yeah. course that we've just written module one. What is money? Every single be. fucking has time. to be. Cause if you don't understand the problem, you're never going to understand the solution. Yeah. Um, exactly so who, how are you finding the people for the course just randomly just like that so i've got oh. the first couple of times it was just friends and family facebook group but it was generally, uh, generally local or it's it's around the world or whatever any anyone who wants to tune in um so you know i've i've, I've kept the net pretty close because i don't want just randoms in there because what you what you got to avoid is the freaking crypto lunatics right who are mm. basically just going to make a pest of themselves and really so i've focused on on core friendship groups for a start and core family groups um i've run it three times now um you know so not a lot but like keep it small keep it simple and anybody's generally interested in 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 learning about it come along um but i'm trying to avoid spreading the net too wide because i don't want to spend half the fucking time talking about why fucking shit won't be the next fucking bitcoin you know what yeah, i mean yeah, like it's yeah. just not um, while I touch on other cryptos in there, basically just to say, look, I'm not going to fucking stop you gambling, right? But just know what it is. Mm. And if you're going to fucking gamble, make sure you've got, you know, the 90% Bitcoin allocation. And if you want to go and fucking roll the dice with 5% in, in shitcoin, just know what you're doing. Know that yeah. it's a gamble. You might come up, you know, you can go down the bloody you can play roulette at the casino with the same sort of odds right but know the difference know what you're fucking doing and and be prepared to wear the loss because there's rug pulls fucking everywhere um so you know just keeping the message simple but like you say you just gotta you just gotta spread the net out and like i'm just so fucking passionate about just helping people realize <laughs> that the system is fucking completely engineered to keep you fucking working they yeah. need the elites want you to make their shit. <laughs> you know, they want you to keep their lives. And like that, somebody's going to have to do it, right? But like you can, the whole point is, do you really want to be working to your 60 fucking seven? Like you've ruined your body. You've ruined everything, all your good years. And you might have enough to retire on at the end. Or do you want to fucking have a good crack at it? Put in the hard yards, roll out at 50 and enjoy the fucking last years of your life while you still fucking can, you know? Yeah. Can't say it better than that, mate. Will we wrap it up? That's awesome. What a way to finish. What a rant. What a rant. Daz on a rant. Go on, Daz. Get into it. Can't get better than that, mate. <laughs> Wonderful. You're totally, you're, you're 100% right, and there's nothing I can say that's better than that. So, right, well, yeah, before we go, can you give everyone like one more shout out to, to find your stuff? Yeah, the medium stuff and put the course potentially, and, yeah. and then maybe the thing that's coming next if you're wanted to do that. Sure. I don't know if you can hear. Can you hear that fucking fire alarm going? Oh, yeah. Is that yeah. what it is? <laughs> That's like you. That's you getting. That's you getting censored, Daz. All right. That, well, hang on. Who, who are those guys taking him away? Here's your, here's your Sparky. I can pull the battery out. There we go. Hey. So, all right. 
That's gone now. That was really loud. Uh, at D-A-Z-B-E-A number one. Don't ask me why, but that's that's what it is. That's B1 uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Medium. Um, I think that's, as I said, I've got random things. D-A-Z-B-E-A, I think, on, on Medium. You can find my articles. But if you, ju- if you jump on Twitter, um, you, you'll be able to find the links to the Oh, you've got on Neil. Hang on, you've got on, on, got on, 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 on Neil. Again. And... Hang on, mate. Go back, go back, go back. You've got on Neil again. I've got on what? Sorry? Mate, you've gone all like retarded. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. But... I go. Adrian. I don't know. Is it better now? Yeah, good night. Cool. Is it all right now? So we got, we got medium. Adrian. We got medium and we got okay, medium and, and then um, look, okay. So just keep posted that course. Hopefully we get that out by April. If all goes well, we got a lot of work to do, but the content's written. It's just a matter of getting a platform out and uh, follow us on Twitter. Just a shout out and thanks to you boys for um, having me on, man. It's been a fucking blast. I love, Mate, love very welcome. Thank you. Um, any, any no, nah, we're losing it. We're going to have to cut him, yeah. cut him loose. Yeah. Get rid of him. Get, get rid of him. Lose him. Lose him. <laughs> Daz, that was awesome, man. Brando, see you up with uh, Yeah, yeah, I, I will look forward to seeing you. Cause I, oh, hang on, that's a dog. See, uh, dogs uh, in. Just, uh, is that an issue? Money in the... Money dogs, as a... Uh, yeah, no, I'll, 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 I'll edit I'll, that out. That. That. No, I'm, oh, I, I, it's not really, but I just want him to... I'll pay, I'll pay. That's I want a dog's show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, right. Daz. See you, man. Hey guys, if you've made it this far, thanks so much for listening. Um, the plan with the pod is to do sort of guests one week and um, myself and Brendo the other week, so hopefully that's working for you. If you don't like one of them, just listen to the one you do like. Um, if you want a little bit more um, information from us, you can find it at uh, bitcoin-first.com forward slash learn.